So if you have your Bible this morning and would like to read with me the setting of Scripture that I feel like the Lord has placed upon my heart, we are going to read from Matthew chapter 3 and beginning with the 13th verse. A familiar setting of Scripture to all of us, I'm sure. Matthew chapter 3, beginning with verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. For John forbade him, saying, I need to be baptized of you, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. And John relented. The King James says, then he suffered him. (laughs) John gave in to Jesus' request. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him and lo a voice was heard from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased I'll ask you once more to bow your heads and let's pray. The Lord will help me to preach here this morning. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. We thank you for your presence being among us throughout this service thus far. We come to the reading of your word and I pray that you would add a blessing to the reading of that word. I pray that you will give me liberty in the house of the Lord to speak as an instrument in your hand. Of my own self, I am incapable. But if you will anoint me and you will enable me to be a vessel that you may use, then I know individuals' hearts will be blessed. Let your name be glorified. Let your people be edified. And for all of these things, we will be eternally grateful. Bless me now to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. So I want to title my message this morning, The Importance of a Father's Voice. The Importance of a Father's Voice. A family was driving home from church one day, and sitting in the back seat was their little boy that was unusually quiet. And so the father asked him, son, is is there something wrong? The little boy was in deep contemplation, looking out the window and never responded. Three times his father said to him, son, is there something the matter? Is there something that's bothering you? The little boy finally looked up at his father and replied, and he said, Well, today in church, Dad, 
The preacher said that he wanted all of us to be brought up in a Christian home. The father said, that's right. The little boy said, well, I wanted to stay with you guys. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you missed the mark? Today is, of course, Father's Day, and I feel like the presence of the Lord has put it upon my heart to share with you just how important that a father's voice is to the family. This morning, I want to talk about the special role that fathers play in the lives of their children. And as I begin to contemplate the service today, I feel like the presence of the Lord over this past week brought me to this setting of Scripture. The text that we have read is particularly unique in several different ways that stand out in my mind. The first thing that stands out in my mind and the, the, the first unique thing about this setting of scripture is that we see the triune God right here all in action working on our behalf. God the Son is standing in the Jordan River. God the Father speaks from heaven and God the Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove and lands upon the shoulder of the Son. So there in that particular passage of scripture it is unique because we can see the triune God working together in unison and in unity the second thing that stands out in my mind that is unique about this particular text is that it is one of the few times in the Bible it is one of the few times in the scripture where we read that God the Father audibly spoke to his son. It's one of the few times in the word where we read that the voice of God, the audible voice of God could literally be heard from the heavens. And this morning, it is the voice of the Father that I want to key in on because I believe with all of my heart that the text that we've re read together reveals and it demonstrates to us just how important and how powerful the voice of a loving Father can be in the lives of His children. Our text takes place when Jesus was about to begin His ministry. According to Luke chapter 3 and verse number 23, Jesus was about 30 years old at this time. He is about to begin his earthly ministry. He is about to undertake the mission and the purpose for which he has come. He is about to embark upon his destiny. And I find it interesting that it is at this moment that God the Father chooses to speak into the life of Jesus here in our text. I find it interesting that it is at the moment when Jesus is about to begin his earthly ministry that it is at this moment that God the Father, the Father desires to speak to him by voice. 
And I submit to you this morning that when God spoke out of heaven and audibly said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I submit to you that it released a powerful declaration over the life of Jesus. I submit to you that it released a powerful covering and a powerful well of strength for Jesus to draw from. It released an assurance and a confidence that Jesus would walk in from the wilderness all the way to the cross. I believe that the Father's voice that was heard there that day strengthened Jesus so that he would have what he needed for every battle that he would face. Amen. From his beginning of his ministry to the final breath upon the cross. Allow me to point out this morning that the text transpires just before Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days. We're reading in Matthew chapter 3, chapter 4, the very beginning of that fourth chapter of the book of Matthew. You can also read it in the book of Luke in the fourth chapter. That Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy for 40 days. And our text transpires just before Jesus is led into the wilderness. Pastor Gary, why is that important? I think it is important because before Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy, and before he began his earthly ministry, God the Father spoke into his life and declared who he was and to whom he belonged. So when the enemy came to Jesus in the wilderness saying, If thou be the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. When the enemy came to Jesus saying, If you will just bow down and worship me, all of the kingdoms of this world I will give to you. When the enemy came saying to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself off of the temple. Amen. Because it is written, He'll give His angels charge over thee, and they will lift you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Before the enemy ever had the opportunity to say, If you are the Son of God, God God had already told him who he was. When the enemy came saying, if you are the son of God, Jesus already knew who he was and to whom he belonged. Why? Because he had heard the voice of his father saying, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Jesus already knew to whom he belonged because a loving father had already spoke into his life. Dad, let me tell you something this morning. If you don't speak into the lives of your children, I promise you someone will. Hello? I promise you someone will. 
When God the Father spoke out of heaven that day and said, Thou art my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased, it empowered the Son to understand who he was and whom he belonged to, and it empowered him to carry out the mission for which he had come. There was no question, if thou be the Son of God, amen, the voice of the Father had already settled it. The voice of his father had already determined who he was. And from the wilderness to the cross, what God the Father spoke there to the son that day on the banks of the Jordan River, it never, amen, it never left, it, it impacted him in such a way that he never doubted who he was. All because of the voice of the Father. All because the voice of the Father. I came to tell you this morning. Fathers, I came to tell you that your voice can make a difference. Your voice is a powerful influence in the lives of your children. What a father speaks into the lives of their children matters, and it matters significantly, and it matters greatly. Uh, amen. As God began to pour this word into my heart uh, this past week, and this setting of scripture became alive in my heart. Uh, amen. I felt like there are four different things that the Holy Spirit wanted me to speak to you about so that we could evaluate and consider the importance of the voice of the Father. The first thing that I want to bring to your attention is that the voice of a father will direct you. The voice of a father will direct you. That is a father's primary role in life. To, to guide their children. The voice of the father is given, amen, to the life of a child to lead and to guide and to instruct and to set the course or their direction of their life. A father's voice is one that teaches this is appropriate and this is inappropriate. This is acceptable and this is unacceptable. This is correct and this this is incorrect. This is proper and this is improper. This is right and this is wrong. Amen. God gave children the voice of a father so that they could walk and learn how to walk in the path of the Lord. That is a father's primary role to teach, to lead, to instruct and to direct and to guide. We are we are a set of guide rails on the highway of life, keeping our children on the right road. Hello? That is our primary role to lead, to guide, to instruct and set the direction of the course of their life. Jesus said in John chapter 20 and verse number 21, Jesus said, as my father has sent me 
Even so, send I you. What he is saying is we need to send our children into the world with a purpose and with an understanding of how to live a righteous life before the Lord. It is our responsibility Amen. To impart unto them the right or the knowledge of right and wrong. I submit to you that a great majority of the trouble that we see in our land today is because, uh, amen, too many fathers have checked out uh, and too many fathers have exported, uh, amen, their responsibility to raise their children, amen, to someone else. Too many fathers uh, have allowed their voice to go silent uh, and too many fathers have neglected their role, uh, amen, as the priest of their household. I want you to understand this morning that your voice has power to direct the life of your child. America is rapidly becoming a fatherless society. I said America is rapidly becoming a fatherless society. A nation where the father figure is absent from the home. In fact, the United States leads the world in fatherless families. Currently, the statistics that I looked at, amen, yesterday, approximately 30% of all American children are born into single parent families. For some minority communities, the figure is rising to over 70%. David Popino, a professor of sociology at Rutgers University, writes, and I quote, if the present trend continues, uh, the percentage of American children living apart from their biological father will reach over 50% before the turn of the century. Let me tell you this morning, dads, let me just share with you how vitally important that your role in the family is and how important your voice of leadership and your voice of influence and your voice can, can impact your family. Let me just share with you some, some statistics. From the U.S. Department of Health, 63% of all youth suicides are from fatherless homes. From the same department, 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from homes where the father is absent. From the center of disease and control, 85% of all children who show behavioral disorders come from a fatherless home. From the National Principals Association, 71% of all high school dropouts come from a fatherless home. From the Department of Justice, 70% of the youth in state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes. 85% of all youth, and this comes from the Texas Department of Correction and from the corrections facilities in, in the state of Georgia, 85% of all of the youth in prison come from a fatherless home. 
Statistics also reveal that when the mother alone is a strong believer, amen, only 15% of the children will grow up to be believers in contrast to that. In a home where there is a strong father figure who has a faith in Jesus Christ, 75% of the children will grow up to have a personal relationship with the Lord. What am I saying? I'm saying, Dad, your voice has influence and it has power. Use your voice, amen, to train your children and direct your children in the path that they should walk. It means, Dad, that you are more influential than you think. It means, Dad, that you are more influential than some of the sitcoms on television would have you to believe. Hello? I don't know what you mean, Pastor. Just stop and think about it. Most sitcoms on the TV today make the dad look like an idiot. Hello? Just, just kind of casually pay a little bit of attention, but I'm here to tell you your voice has power. Your voice has power. When God said to Jesus there that day, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, something happened on the inside of him. He recognized who he was and to whom he belonged and why he had come. And it empowered him to go through the wilderness temptation. It empowered him to walk every day of his ministry. And it empowered him to go all the way to the cross. Fulfilling the plan and the purpose of God. And I'm here to tell you this morning, Dad, your voice has power to influence your children to do that which is right in the sight of the Lord. It means that your influence and your input is vitally important. I came to encourage you this morning, Dad, to lead your family in the right path. Lead with your voice, your actions. I mean, you know, actions speak louder than words. I'm not talking about just your voice. I'm talking about your actions. Lead your children to the cross. Lead your children into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Lead your family in prayer. Lead your family in worship. Lead your family to the word of God. Lead your family to church. Don't send them. Lead them to church. I've heard parents say, I sent my kids to church. Well, shame on you. You ought to took them to church and been there yourself. Hmm. That's good preaching, even though I didn't get too many amen. Lead with compassion and commitment. Lead with conviction and without compromise. Lead with determination and resolve. Lead with a steady and sturdy hand. Use your voice to instruct and direct the life of your child. I remember when my children were small, when they were just little bitty guys. I got three boys, my wife, me, and a my wife, we have three beautiful sons. When they, were, when, they, when they were little, I used to tell folks I have a variety pack. I have a brown-headed one, a blonde-headed one, and a red-headed one. <laughs> My wife and I, we had, we had planted some trees on the west side of the house and, um, for shade. 
And I was out working in the yard one day, and I was just praying. And I said, God, you know, I, I ask you to help me be a good father. Help me to lead in the right way. Help me to teach them and train them the importance of a relationship with you. And I, I happened to look up. And when I looked up, I was right in line with all four of those trees that are in my backyard or that were in my backyard. We've since sold that place. But, but when I looked, I noticed every single one of those trees leaned just a little bit to the east. And the Lord spoke to my heart just as I looked up and saw them. The Lord spoke to my heart and said, be consistent and they will lean the right way. Be consistent and they will lean the right way. And I understood the reason that those trees in my yard leaned just a little bit to the east is because of that constant little breeze that we get out of the west. It, it's not the big hurricane winds that come along that made them lean. It was just that constant little breeze out of the west, that consistent little breeze. And the Lord said, you be consistent and they'll lean the right way. I am so proud of all three of my boys. They all lean the right way. Not anything I did. Just applied the principles that God told me to apply. Father, lead. Direct your children. Use your voice to cause them to lean the right way. Second thing that the, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart from this particular setting of text is that a father's voice, a good father's voice will respect you. A good father's voice will respect you. Pastor Gary, I don't know. I don't know if I understand what you mean. Well, here's what the Bible said in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 17. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 17. When God spoke out of the heavens there that day, Peter said that God honored Jesus with honor and glory. By speaking to him, by using his voice to speak to him. Here's what Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 17. For he, he Jesus, he received from God. He received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory... This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So understand what Peter is saying is that when God spoke to Jesus out of heaven there that day and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, he was honoring and giving glory to his son. He was paying respect to him and esteeming him as being valuable and priceless. In other words, God was giving to him a level of admiration and value. Pastor Gary, what do you mean by respect? What I'm saying is, and what the scripture teaches, is that we should endeavor to convey and we should endeavor to communicate to our children a level of esteem and value and let them know that they are priceless in our sight. 
A child that is not sure that they are respected or valued by their father will struggle with insecurity and uncertainty and it will manifest in their life from their childhood all the way to their grave with all kinds of daddy issues. But a child that knows that it is loved and respected and honored and treasured by their father, you are setting them up for, amen, success and blessing in their life. So what I'm saying is value them, honor them, treasure them, and let them know how priceless they are to you. Respect them, and they will respect themselves. Hello? Respect them and they will have self-dignity and, and respect for themselves. Value them and they will value themselves. Value them and treasure them. And they will value themselves. Use your voice to convey to your children how precious they are. How valuable they are. How treasured they are in the sight of God and in your heart. And when you do so, like God speaking to his son, you will give them honor and give them glory and respect and value and esteem them. Cherish them. I encourage you to use your voice to demonstrate your approval and your appreciation towards your children. And you are creating an atmosphere where they can thrive and, and succeed in life. Secondly, or thirdly, I'm, excuse me. Thirdly, the thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart is that a father's voice will also correct you. Here's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 6. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Let me read that again. This is the Lord. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, he scourges. He corrects. Let me ask you a question this morning. If God believes in correcting us, if God believes in chastening us, if God believes in scourging us, then why would we withhold correction from our children? When the Lord began to put this part of my heart, I said, you know, that ain't going to be politically correct. So let me just tell you right up front this morning, I know what I'm about to say is not politically correct. I know what I'm about to preach to you this morning may seem a little old-fashioned and archaic, and to some it may even seem harmful, but I'm about to say to you this morning, amen, I'm about to lay some old-fashioned truth from the Word of God on your heart. A loving father will not just speak to his child, but he will correct his child. And I got to tell you right up front, there are some truths that a child needs to learn. He meant out behind the barn. Hello? I mean, time out and taking away their toys will only get you so far. 
There are some lessons that they need to learn by warming up their posterior. And you may be thinking, Pastor Gary, that's just your opinion. Nope, that's not just my opinion. That's the word of God. Can you, can you back that up with scripture? I can. I am glad you asked. So here's what the Bible says. And understand, when I'm talking about lighting up their backside, spanking their bottom end, when I'm talking about, I'm not talking about punishment. I'm talking about correction. I'm talking about discipline, not punishment. There's a difference. I mean, here's what's the difference, Pastor Gary. When you spank a child out of anger, that's punishment. When you spank a child with tears running down your face and saying, this is going to hurt me more than it does you, amen, that's love and that's correction. And there's a difference. And I'll be honest with you, a few times when my babies were growing up that I paddled their backside and then I turned around and apologized to them because I did it with the wrong attitude. Hello? Well, all right, on to the scripture. Some of you looking at me like, I'm not so sure about that. Well, here's what the Bible says. And this is Solomon, the wisest man that walked the face of the earth other than Jesus. Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 13 and 14, do not hesitate. Do not hesitate to discipline a child. If you spank him, he will not die. He may act like he's going to die, but he ain't going to die. Spank him yourself and you will save his soul from hell. Proverbs 22 and 15. Foolishness. How many of you want to raise a fool? Not me. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. Foolishness in the God's Word translation, foolishness is firmly attached to a child's heart, but spanking them will remove it from them. How about Proverbs 13, 24? Whosoever refuses to spank his son hates him. I didn't say that. God's word says that. Whosoever refuses to spank his son hates him. But whosoever loves his son disciplines him from early on. Let me give you one more. Chasten thy son while there is hope. Chasing thy son while there is hope. Because there's going to come a time when you done pass that window of opportunity. Hello? Chasing thy son while there is hope. And let not thy soul spare for his crying. 
What I'm saying this morning, the truth is that a child who has been disciplined will learn to avoid more painful consequences in life because they have been lovingly disciplined and taught that there are choices, amen, amen, or that our choices have consequences. Don't be afraid to light up your youngin's backside. You will learn them the difference between right and wrong, amen, and set them on a path that will lead them down a path that will give them success in their life. I tell people, you know, all the time, I was raised on the rip and tear method. I know Dr. Spock has his method, but I was raised on the rip and tear method. If I didn't mind my daddy, my daddy would pull off his belt. He would tear it off and tear my backside up. And I'll tell you something this morning. I am a better man for it. Mm, we see, I, 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 I should, probably shouldn't go down this road. But I, I've been in the grocery store and seen youngins having a fit. I, w I mean... My wife and I went to a movie the other night and there was a mother there that, I mean, the baby was in control of the mama. He was all over the theater. Hello? Stephen and Jennifer were with us so they know what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I'm saying this morning that if you will use your voice and the rod of correction, you will set your child on a path that will benefit them and deliver their soul from hell. Fourth thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about this setting of scripture is that a father's voice will perfect us. It will perfect us. What does that mean? Philippians chapter one, verse number six. Here's what the Bible says. Being confident of this very thing. Paul is writing to the church in Philippi. He says, being confident of this very thing, that he that began a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. What Paul is saying by saying, will perform it, he's saying that he will complete that work in you that he began. He will complete the good work in you that he has begun. The idea is of bringing something into a state of completion. What Paul is saying is that God doesn't leave his work in us unfinished. He's saying that God is a good father and he will continue to work in our lives until he has finished his work and his will in us is complete. In other words, he never throws up his hands and says, I'm done. I've had enough. He's a good father. He never, he never throws up his hands in, in, in aspiration and says, I'm done. I thought you'd have it by now. A good father will keep working and keep striving to bring about perfection and completion in the heart of their children. A father's voice will perfect us, instruct us, direct us, respect us, treasure us. A father's voice will perfect us. Father, have you ever felt like you were just talking to the wind and and nobody got what you were saying. 
Have you ever felt like that they never understood the difference between right and wrong? What I came to tell you is don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Keep allowing your voice. Keep allowing your voice to speak to them until you bring completion to the work in their life. Do you feel like you are banging your head against a proverbial wall? Don't give up. Don't feel like they will never learn. They will, I promise you. It may take a while, but it'll click. Don't ever throw your hands in the air and say, I'm tired of trying. Keep trying. Keep working. Keep striving. And one day that voice will bring perfection into their lives. I read a story the other day about a young couple named Joey and Sharon. Joey was a great guy, had a lot of wonderful qualities, considered, if you will, to be a great catch. But Joey also had a pair of unbelievably stinky feet. <laughs> Sharon was a fabulous young lady, had everything going for her except her dragon breath. And because of the qualities that, because of the negative qualities that they had in their life, neither of them ever to date and, and they remained to themselves. However, one day they met and they knew that they were perfect for each other. And as their relationship grew, neither one of them could find the courage to reveal their embarrassing setbacks. When Joey wanted to kiss Sharon, she would always decline because she knew her breath would be bad. When Sharon wanted to take long walks on the beach, Joey refused because he knew his feet would light up the beach. One day Sharon finally decided that she was going to come clean and she was going to reveal her disgusting secret and she said to Joey, Joey, I have a confession that I need to, I got to tell you something. I, 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 and Joey stopped her and said, I know you ate my socks. <laughs> the moral of the story is even though neither of them were perfect, they kept trying and they refused to give up. What I'm saying to you this morning is, Dad, use your God-given authority. Use your influence. Use your voice to speak into the life of your children and never, ever give up on them. You may run across some bad qualities, but keep right on trying. And the good work that you begin in them Bring it to completion and one day they will be a source of pride. You'll sit back and buttons snap on your coat and you go, yep, that's my boy. That's my girl. Hello? A good father's voice will direct you. Lead in a profitable path. A good father's voice will treasure and admonish and cherish you. A good father's voice will speak correction into your life when you need it. And sometimes we need to give them a little bit of tough love. A good father's voice does not stop until the work has been completed. My father 
sorry. My father passed away some years back. And there are moments when I find myself in a situation or a circumstance or about to do something that I should not do. I hear. I hear the voice of my father. Even though he has gone on to be with the Lord, his voice yet speaks. Dad, your voice, your example, your influence has power. It's important. Use it in the right way. Use it in the right way. They are following in your footsteps. Bow your heads and we'll close. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, how grateful we are, Lord, for the blessing of children that you have placed in our lives. We are grateful to be fathers. Help us to follow our Heavenly Father's example. And use our influence and our voice to speak into the life of our little ones. That they may see a godly example in us and choose to follow our footsteps and walk in the right path. That they may know a relationship with you. That they may know that you love them and that you cherish them. I pray here today, Heavenly Father, that you will cause us to understand that our words have power, our voice, and the lives of our children are important. Let us not be found absent or our, our voice silent on any subject, on any matter, and allow our voice and our words to line up with your word that our children may latch on to those words, the voice of their Father. And in the days to come, it will empower them to walk a godly life, to live a godly example. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Dad, I just want to encourage you this morning. There are footsteps following you. There are footsteps following you. Let your voice declare the glory of God. Let your example mirror the things that you would like to see from their life. This day, make that commitment to say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
I am going to mirror my life after you, my Heavenly Father, that my children may walk in the path that is pleasing in your sight. And help us to be good, good fathers as you are a good, good father. In Jesus' name.